Welcome to the land of long live play where greatness is always waiting. Welcome to the PlayStation Experience. It is I as always, your boy Dad Ninja Dev, and I'm joined by my main man down in Florida, Mr. Delvin Cox. How are you doing this E3 kickoff weekend? I'm doing good, brother. It's a nice and sunny day in Miami, so, you know, we'll see what goes down, you know. Oh boy, nice and sunny in Miami. That feels like it's going to be uh, some crazy stuff popping off because Florida. <laughs> well, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Florida. Also joining us, as always, is the Secretary of the Spoil, the Platinum Princess herself, Miss Haley Nicole Miller. And how are you this fine Sunday morning? Frustrated. Oh, no. Why are we frustrated? Del- uh, you already know. Hi. My $240 headset broke. The, uh, oh. The, uh, well, the headset itself's not broken, but like the cord that allows me to actually use the headset into just just out of the blue don't know it was fine it was fine thursday afternoon i was watching uh the flash and supergirl and everything catching up i finished season three of the flash season five of arrow uh season two of legends all i gotta do is finish season two uh supergirl and then on boom i'm on to the next seasons get ready for the crossovers and everything um i go there's like 20 minutes for ratchet so i go to like I, I go to like make sure everything's working. My headset, as everybody knows, uh, I, I like the color pink, like it's my favorite color. Uh, so I have the LED lights on my um, Arctis Pros set to do pink, and the headset's not showing any color. So I'm like, well, what's, what's going on? Uh, and then I found the issue: the cord was snapped in two, like. Not the game DAC dial, like the chat dial or anything like that. That cord's fine. But the 8-pin the connector that connects to the chat dial and the headset, just into. So, that was... And here's the fun part. Steel Series shipping is so expensive. It is. It is $10 to get a replacement pack so I can use the headset again. But the shipping on it is $40. Wow. Yeah, their shipping is really expensive unless you spend 50 bucks. Yeah, ridiculous. Oh, and then I uh, <laughs> I called to renew my meds yesterday because, you know, if I don't take my hormones, bad things happen. Um, so, called. Oh, yeah, that'll be $100. Um, they've been free for the past four and a half years. What's changed? So... That was fun. That, uh, 
Can, can, can we tell why I'm frustrated? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a string of events that are uh, none too pleasing. None yeah. too pleasing. Oh, and then uh, you can't see it because it's off camera, but like right here. I don't know if you can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, that's me slapping the box for my work computer because oh. uh, I couldn't set it up on Friday while we were supposed to be setting it up because I didn't have a power bar. So I had to buy, go out to Walmart because everything. Mm. Oh, they finally reopened non-essential sales. Why aren't power bars considered essential? I don't like everybody's working from home. Why are they not considered essential? That's weird. So only parts of the store are available? Uh, uh, yeah, all non-essential stores were closed for curbside pickup only. Um, and then uh, in stores like Walmart or um, Zares or stuff like that, Zares being a grocery store because I don't think you guys have Zares in the States, um, all stuff that's like not grocery related or babies and diapers and stuff like that just blocked off couldn't access it and that all lifted on friday morning but i couldn't get to walmart until like nine o'clock at night to to get the stuff i needed so this <laughs> afternoon after e3's finished i gotta set that up <laughs> that's so weird that is like let's just block have... off certain sections of the store even though you can still go in the store yeah. Which is like, let's cut off areas in the store to make it more cluttered inside. That, that almost makes no sense to me. Like, it, legit. That's no so sense. strange. I, again, like, just this has been the, the entire, like, lockdown rollout slash vaccine rollout slash, like, not even a full lockdown, but like a mock lockdown. Uh, th that's been the strategy in Ontario. So it's just not been yeah. Been very different here in the States. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, what nothing unavailable. If the store was open, you could purchase whatever the hell was in there. They just yep. limited the amount of people that could come in. Yep. Oh, we were doing the limits too, but then so here's the thing: uh, the lockdown stuff. They never limited purchases before. Like you could buy everything if the store was open. Like up until when they put us back in lockdown at the end of April, then they started restricting purchases. So it was a brand new thing. But it lasted until uh, yesterday, or not yesterday, Friday. So the only well, thing that was ever limited here were things like hand sanitizers and bleach, because people was going there buying ten cases of bleach and sanitizers and toilet I, paper. Yeah, and at the start yep. of the pandemic, toilet paper was limited too because everyone was buying it. So I, I've never understood <laughs> the mass buying of toilet paper. I don't get I it. Don't, I, I don't, don't understand. Why don't. do you feel like you need so much TP? It's like it's like it was like it's like the gas shortage thing. Like you're creating a bigger shortage because you're buying it all up. Just the, the, the funny thing about that, not to, to move on from this conversation, is that when the gas shortage happened down here, it didn't happen in South Florida, but people were so paranoid about it, they just started buying gas like crazy. You know, like, and people were like, hey, we have gas. What are you doing? They had yeah. to go to the news and tell them, stop doing that. We have plenty of gas. We're um, not also, sure. Also, pro tip, if you're going to buy gas, don't store it in plastic bags. Just don't do that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we never had a shortage, but it did run our prices up really, really yeah. high. Yeah. Which are already higher than most places to begin with, and it drives me nuts. Yeah. We have so much oil here in Bakersfield. Like, it is where a lot of the oil companies are, yet our gas is always extremely expensive. It's insane. When I was oh. in New York, I was looking at gas prices, and everybody was complaining about how high gas was. I'm like, your gas prices are sub $3. Shut the hell up. My gas prices never go below, like, three fifty, uh, And I most mean, of the times, they're, like, four something. The gas price here is, like, $1.07, usually. <laughs> I haven't seen that since the 80s. Also, like, I don't drive, though, Legit. so, like, it, do- it doesn't benefit me at all. <laughs> um... Also, Dev, you want to know something that's probably going to infuriate you? So this is a work computer that they've given me, right? It's not mm-hmm. a laptop. It's a whole, like, desktop. So the desktop itself has USB 3.0 ports, but no HDMI. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, if you have just regular standard 1080p monitors, it's possible to still be using VGA uh, it, yeah, display port. It's a VGA connection, which... Yeah. I haven't set one of those up in years, so that'll be good to try and get connected tonight. And then uh, apparently, so like it included an operating system on a USB stick because like the computer has Windows pre-installed on it. But for what we'll be doing for work, we'll be running off Ubuntu. You're running Linux? <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and they didn't set that up already for you? They. So So here's the fun fact, Dev. I have to manually do the setup process for Ubuntu every day. Every day. It's on a USB stick, and the computer has to be off when you insert the USB stick. I have to do this every day for work. (laughs) Wait, so is it running running off, or are you actually running the install every day? So, like, it's running off. Because it can run off. It's running off the USB stick. It's running off the USB stick. Because, like, the computer itself has... Mm-hmm. has has a windows installation so like right. we got a like i i had to take like eight screenshots because like during training on like an it onboarding on friday i had to take all of like they had a mm-hmm. powerpoint to do it i take eight screenshots so i know how to set this thing up tomorrow um or tonight so it's ready for tomorrow when we start training at 9 a.m but yeah uh have to boot ubuntu from the usb stick literally every uh every day that's interesting and i'm wondering that's really interesting it's a way of keeping the computer basically deep frozen and not have to worry about viruses and stuff like that like i get that that makes sense i'm just i've never seen a practice like that where you have to run it off the stick every day like do they send you an updated stick if there's updates to any of the programs or stuff you're right you guys are running so I that's a great question. I've got no clue. I'm sure they'll tell us that for like, because like, so there's five weeks of training, right? So this past week was meet and greet on on Monday, and then like on Friday it was IT and onboarding day, uh, which I couldn't do the IT part because I didn't have power bar to set everything up. But the next five weeks are training, so I'm sure they'll tell us what to do if there's got to be updates to the system, which. We're what we're what uh, running off of Amazon workspaces. Yeah. Okay. So. Makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Anything else going on in your week you want to talk about? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, 
they went there for Superman and Lois, by the way. Delvin, have you caught up yet at all? No, I have not. Do you uh, do you care if I tell you? You can go ahead and say it. It's fine. Morgan Edge is not Morgan Edge. That's two reveals now. Morgan Edge is a Kryptonian, like a full Kryptonian, like not one of the ex-Kryptonite Kryptonians. So I'm wondering if they're trying to do the, uh, I forget how to pronounce it, the H, like apostrophe E-L storyline. Because at the end of this past week's episode, um, he used an ELT, which, you know, in comics or whatnot, like the device that Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane could use to call him. Um he summoned him and he's standing there in like full on like Kryptonian garb or whatnot. And he, he calls Superman brother. So I'm wondering if they're trying to do the heel or hell, however you pronounce it storyline for the comics. Some people are speculating Zod, but still it's interesting. Tuesday, uh, Tuesday needs to get here fast. Cause, uh, <laughs> so I watched it on like Wednesday morning after it went live. And then I watched it yesterday with my mom. Cause I wanted to see her reaction to it. And she's like, I don't, fucking understand this but all right <laughs> so uh and then you know i already talked about the Arrowverse stuff um i just got my 42nd platinum this morning yeah uh Jedi oh, Fallen Order. stop yeah Fallen Order. <laughs> yeah but see here fun fact by the way i don't dev did you get this platinum i don't know no okay so fun fact they tell you your trophies will auto pop they don't to get them to auto pop, you need to meditate. And if you're in New Game Plus, it will auto pop three trophies, maybe more, depending on which planet you're on. To get them to auto pop the rest of the trophies, you have to then load into your original save from before New Game Plus. And then. This is personal experience. I haven't seen anyone else talk about that. It auto-popped every other trophy except one, which it took me 25 minutes to do this morning in Jedi Fallen Order to get that platinum to pop. I had to go cut the tongue off of an Ogdo again. Well, that's the that's the only trophy that didn't auto-pop. But yeah, so I got that platinum in 35 minutes. Magnum <laughs> um, Chase. And then, obviously, our topic of the week is Ratchet, which we'll talk about later. So, for sure, for sure. What about you, Delvin? How was your week, sir? Uh, Game of Wild thing was pretty, pretty good. You know, I I will say this, and we'll talk, touch on it a little bit more later in the episode. Um, it doesn't feel like it's E three week. In term, maybe it's because this is not a knock to all the people who are on E three and anything like that. But when you don't have one of the big two there. Well, big three in terms of like this year, Sony's not there. It doesn't have that same feel to it where people are like talking about it and going crazy over like Sony people like, hey, we got this. Xbox people are going, hey, we got that. And maybe like maybe I feel a little different when the um when Microsoft does their conference. But it doesn't feel like E3 to me. And it's not a, necessarily a bad thing because frankly speaking, we've been getting great games this week. Oh, yeah. Like if, you, if you look at Friday, we got Final Fantasy Integrate, we got Ratchet and Clank, we got Ninja Gaiden, but we got a couple more things on Friday alone. Shout and, out. And that... I was just going to say, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, just shout out on on Thursday when the Integrate went live that it the DLC itself was tagged as the Chinese slash Korean version of the North American <laughs> store. Yeah, it's just, it's just. 
even though E3 is going on, I don't have the desire to watch it like I usually do because we already have a whole bunch of stuff to play now. And it's, and it's coming out around the same time. So it's like, oh yeah, Fall Order's upgrade came out. So it's like, wow, it's great. I have a whole bunch of stuff to do while all this E3 stuff's going on. Yeah, I could be watching these E3 events and stuff, but kind of enjoying playing Ratchet and Clank. I'm kind of enjoying getting this Fallen Order upgrade so I can actually finish playing the game and enjoying it. You know, then, you know, Ninja Gaiden came out, then the Final Fantasy. It's so much, it's almost an overload of game content. Mm. So like, oh. oh, by the way, Fallen Order. Yeah, that PS5 upgrade, not really a PS5 upgrade. Just going to put it out there. It does not take advantage of the SSD loading. It is. It is. It still takes forever to load after you die. I, like I said, I haven't played too much of that yet. I just turned it. I literally, with the Fallen Order, I turned it on. Trophies popped, and I turned it right back off, went back to Ratchet and Clank. And it, it's just so much stuff to play now. It's almost like it's not enough time. If you look at all the stuff that came out. Yeah. In the past few months, it's an overload of stuff. Yeah. Hundred percent. Oh. Anything also, else going on this week for you? I'm sorry. Nothing too important. Just mostly video game stuff. Nice. Just life as usual with a lot of video games sprinkled in. Huh? Yeah. That's that's nice. It's real nice. What about any? You gonna say something else? Oh. I was just gonna say, like the, e, the it it feels the same as E 3s felt since twenty eighteen when Sony wasn't there. So, yeah, I don't. I'll know. I'm, I'm kind of with Delvin. I'll get yeah. that a little bit more later, Pop. Yeah, I'm definitely kind of with you on that, Delvin. But um, as far as my week, it's been. I was in a training all week for um, server stuff. So the new server version twenty nineteen came out last year or whatnot. And uh, we're trying to transition to that, so they kind of sent a couple of us to a week-long training. So that was most of my week. It was 7 to 3, which is two-hour difference for, like, my regular 8 to 5 work or whatnot. So that was just having to be up at, in class at 7. I ain't had to do that in forever. Cool thing was the professor was actually a huge Destiny fan, so... That was interesting. At the end of the class, like at the end, like on Friday, he did like a, a face reveal and everything just to let everybody know he have a real person and everything. And um, on his wall, he's actually got 3D printed models of a couple of different Destiny guns as well as like, like a hunter knife. I was just like, oh, that's kind of dope. Um, so, yeah, added him as a friend. We may play some Destiny at some point. He's actually uh, down in Mexico. But real cool dude, real cool dude. So... That was most of my week. Um, other than that, just my kid, my son graduated from pre-K or TK as they call it. So he'll be going into kindergarten in the fall. Um, my sister's down here because we're getting my son and daughter fitted for uh, their tux and, and dress for my da- my sister's wedding. Um, so, you know, it's just been a cool, chill week. And then, yeah. Lots of games coming out, so that's that's I probably that's probably why I'm not as hyper excited for E3, knowing the one that Sony isn't doesn't have a massive presence there. Like I'm sure there'll be some announcements like we got with the Desperate and Director's Cut, but it's also like I'm so busy playing games that I've been waiting for now. On top of I already have pretty much what I want for the fall, like it's already announced. So it's just like there's a little, little bit of excitement that's kind of missing for me for for E3 because. It's just like I've got so much to play right now that I'm excited about, that I've been excited about, that I'm just not super like 
E3, 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 you know? So it's just, it's just a little different. And I mean, yeah, like you said, it's been, they haven't been there since 2018. So it's always, yeah. it's been, it's always a little, if you're a, a Sony person, um, you kind of watch all the other conferences just mm-hmm. to see what else did is going you, uh, on, but just a little like, eh. Did you catch Keeley's wording about the Death Stranding thing? Uh, no. The um, full reveal is coming in just a few weeks, so that's kind oh, of yeah. hinting at like a dev- definite state of play this summer. So. Oh yeah, yeah, that I did catch. Yeah, I, I believe I was talking about that with I think Kyle in general chat as it was as it was popping off. I was like, oh, that, yeah, with everything with that, it's like okay, that that kind of gives some more credence to some kind of state of play in July, which sounds great. Like. Uh... <laughs> For Summer Game Fest, I was watching the Ally, uh, Easy Allies, and uh, it's memorable uh, watching the Allies. Like, anytime they do reacts to things, Easy Allies is great for that. But I just have to shout out the fact that Isla's little jump when Elden Ring got a date was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the Allies are great. Um I before we started recording, I was going because like obviously Donnie and I did the Donnie Garrett and I did the live react for Ubisoft yesterday, and you know, and you were in there like chatting around and fucking around with us for a little bit in there, uh, even though you couldn't be there in person, which I think would have been even better, like just the four of us just joshing around. Um, but I, I was just watching their the allies' reaction to Ubisoft before we started recording, so because. I, again, I missed it while we were live reacting. So, very cool, very cool. Mm. Yeah, so much going on. There's so much content. There's so much content. We have like constant shows, and then we have the Xbox show later. I feel like I think I I, I asked Donnie about Square Enix, else. and I think I think he said Empire would be recording at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Square Enix goes live, so. Yeah, they're gonna do. They're gonna react and then have a whole episode afterwards. And I feel like they'll they'll be they'll have plenty to talk about. So, and then we had yesterday. We had Ubisoft. We had uh, Devolver. Uh, Devolver. And I'm not sure how much longer Sean and um, Donnie stayed on after I after I popped uh, off of that. But I mean, I hope they didn't because we'll talk about this more in detail later. But oof, that Gearbox show. Oof. Yeah, they didn't do Gearbox. We talked about it being like on. But we didn't we didn't swap over to it because we we didn't care. <laughs> so uh, you made the right call. Let's just say that we'll get into it later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our questions because uh, we do have a few, and we're going to start with the, the the two troll questions we got. Um, first from Eat the Hype, Mister Donnie Reese himself. He says, uh, "So how, how does it feel watching the rest of us have fun this weekend?" Just, I I just I just gotta say this. This goes back to what I was saying before. Like, it's not like all these games they showed thus far aren't coming to PlayStation. So that's like exactly that's like a ridiculous statement in in itself. And also, we'll talk about it in my story later. I'm not too hyped about Avatar the game. Like, hey, by the way, I I love that you're you titled that an Avatar game is coming. Apparently. We've known that game has been in development since 2018. That I, game. I, I say that I had no I idea. Give, I can give a fuck yeah. less about Avatar. In, in the least, I'm more excited about Indiana Jones far more than I am about Avatar. 
in I, every I, form of fashion. I don't understand like the interest in James Cameron's Avatar. I'm probably the only person in all of PSVG that really enjoyed Avatar. Sean, I'm 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 the sci-fi space hey, dude. Hey, that that I, was I mean, right up my alley. It's hey, great. I mean nothing wrong. Like you enjoyed the movie, that's great. I just who asked for five sequels and a video game? Yeah, I don't know why there's so many sequels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, again, I know that I'm the resident like horror girl, like on this podcast, right? Like vampires, werewolves, zombies, whatever. Like I'm that girl. They killed one of my favorite characters off on Fear the Walking Dead, so we can go film five freaking sequels to Avatar. Like, <laughs> why? James Cameron, the universe. I don't know, man. Who knows? Uh, I'm gonna say something. Well, I'll talk about it more when we get to that story. But Avatar is the most overrated franchise in history by far. It's not even close. Just not hey, even close. Hey, hey, be careful with your wording and make sure you specify James Cameron's Avatar, because otherwise you're gonna get. He didn't say the last Airbender. He yeah. didn't say the last Airbender. If you don't, if you don't say the last Airbender, then it's not. It's, yeah. you're not you're not it's, talking about that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed Avatar. I agree. It's completely overrated. I don't know why. Like, and it, I think a lot of it is because there's so many people that hate it also that it just, it won't die. And I don't know why they need so many sequels. But other than that, um, like 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 we said, it, it, it we're still having fun. We're, we're playing Ratchet and Clank. We're playing Final Fantasy. So the PlayStation people are still having plenty to do. We're having fun. And up until the Xbox show, everything is still coming to PlayStation for the most part. So we're having the same fun you are. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then Mike Fowler's other troll question he says, thoughts on Sony's E3 showcase? Okay. Says, we'll let you know when it get here. Exactly. It's going <laughs> to come soon enough. It may not. It doesn't, it doesn't, when you are the market leader, you can come when you want to come. You can yeah. show up to the party when you want to show up to the party because everybody's waiting on you. And that's not to be arrogant or anything like that. It's just, just the truth. When right. when Microsoft was killing it out there, Microsoft made the rules. When the Switch, when everybody was talking about the Switch, plus, um, Nintendo made the rules. And that's the same thing with PlayStation. PlayStation's the market leader. Yeah. They can have a show when they want to have a show and people are going to watch it when, it when it comes because that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Microsoft was actually at E3 when they were when E3 was still a thing. Like they was like, we're gonna go do our own show across the street. You know, it, it's E3 is whenever they decide they want to actually show something, they'll show something, and it's yeah. all good. You know, and again so, with, with, the, with the Death Stranding director's cut thing, Keeley's exact words were, "The full game, the full reveal is coming in just a few weeks," which. Definitely alludes to whatever what we've all been saying is that Sony's definitely doing a state of play this summer. We just don't know when yet. Yeah, and I'm and I'm buying that by the way. What? I'm buying. He it said he's buying it. Yeah, because it's definitely cut. not going to be a free upgrade. No, yeah, yeah, no. The way that it's titled "Director's Cut," I would be shocked if it's free upgrade. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed that. Although, game. actually, they could they could do what they did with Final Fantasy. Have yeah, the they could have the standard Death Stranding title be a um and a free upgrade, and then like the director's cut content be DLC or 
available as like one whole bundle if you don't already own Death Stranding. So yeah, either or I'm buying it. Yeah, Danny wants to know that either of you buy Demon Throttle. Do you even know what that is? That's from Devolver, right? Yeah, it was the Devolver's secret special game or whatnot. Uh, the the one that's like only uh only only a physical release. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, I didn't buy that, but I loved I loved that I loved that show. That show was so good. Yeah, I I bought it, of course. Me me and me and Danny both bought it, but and we got a couple of people to buy it, which was also kind of fresh, but. What's it it available on? It's just a Switch game. It's just a Switch physical game. It looks like an NES game. Plays like an NES game. It's just, you know, eat the hype and buy this real quick. I I love their joke about NFTs, and then, you know, they actually did an NFT, and I was like... (laughs) Ah, Devolver, so good. I mean, at least it was a real physical item and not something that's, like, you know, hosted on a server somewhere, but... That thing, like, so, for Devolver, sorry, YouTube, but I was watching the Allies. Like, I went and watched, like, Easy Allies' reaction to Devolver and Gearbox uh, right as right after I finished with Ubisoft. And uh, they were on their phones looking at everything that they were doing, uh, that Devolver was doing, as they posted, mm-hmm. like, the Devolver Maxi, like, pass. We did the same thing. Yeah, and they... Isla had her phone up the entire time, and then as soon as they brought up the real fungible token or whatever thing they called it, I forget what it was described as. It was a tape. Yeah. It was a VHS tape. And she was like, it's already sold for (laughs) $1,000. Yeah, it sold sold out way before. As soon as I announced the site, because Donnie and I went to the site to go look at what exactly it was, and it was sold out before they even had any mention of it. But um, we'll get more into E three a little later yeah. on. Sure. All right. So our next question comes from Kenneth Yale. He says, uh, "How crappy is it that we're eight months into this next generation of consoles, and have only nine exclusives to this new gen, and the support for PS four and Xbox doesn't seem like it'll die down any soon, considering Horizon two, uh, God of War two, Gran Turismo seven, Halo Infinite, the next COD, etc. Are all confirmed for past gen." It's a good question. Wait, COD's confirmed for ne- for uh, past gen? I didn't even know that. I believe they said it was at some point, somewhere. But I I mean, I can't imagine. It's Activision. They're, of course, going to yeah. release it on as many platforms yeah, as they can outside fair. of Switch. Um, How do you guys feel about that? Like, are you feeling like it's crappy that, you know, we only have nine quote-unquote exclusives to current to current gen while everything is still also on past gen do you guys have any any feelings about that that, that are bad or does it not matter no. i mean it's it's year one this always happens so titles are sparse for the first year and then I'm, like i've said numerous times and everyone has said honestly like donnie's been the biggest person like everything everything's getting delayed and you know mostly it's been COVID related, but there are other instances where games get delayed for completely separate reasons than, than COVID. And, you know, and also again, it's the first year of a console. I'm not expecting 25 exclusive titles from PlayStation exclusive to PS5, right at the launch of a console. Now, granted, generally you would launch with more than like two or three, like PS five games at launch but covid happened so you had uh godfall originally being um 
PS5 and PC. It. Yeah, and then Miles Morales was on PS5, but you know, again, it also had a PS4 version. And then you had Demon Souls, which was PS5 only, and you know, and that's 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 what you got. And then you had like yeah. Valhalla and everything else, but those are cross-gen titles, and that's fine. Like it's the first year of a console, like. And I mean, again, I'm not. I, I'm the biggest person that's like, if you want to put this isn't even technically related to the question, but it it makes the same point I'm trying to make. I don't care about exclusives. Like if more people can play the last of us tomorrow, because it goes to a different system. Great. Go play it. Like, I don't care. I bought the PS five because, you know, I was a first in line and B I bought the PS five because, you know, I like earning trophies in the ecosystem, Uh, but I don't care about, whether a game is available on PS4 too. I'm not going to go complain. It's like when people started complaining that Horizon Zero Dawn went to PC. You already played it. It doesn't affect yeah. you if it goes to PC. Like, why? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think, like, um, what games were even, like, for, I know from the launch, I feel like there was only, like, two or three games that were exclusives to PS4. Yeah. I think it was, like, Knack, Killzone, and uh, probably Resogun. I feel like everything yeah. else was on both platforms. Yeah. Um, but you go further out, I feel like the only game that came out that was exclusive was like Infamous Second Son. I can't think of anything else that was exclusive to PS4 um, in that in like this same kind of time frame. And that and that that occurred last gen too, where even years out titles were still coming to ps3 like two or three years into the ps4's life cycle like titles were still having ps3 and xbox 360 versions so yeah how do you feel about it Delvin? do you, or does it even bother you at all do you care I, I it doesn't bother me because we're getting great games honestly speaking. <laughs> like yeah usually when we have these console launches a lot of the games be like up res versions of the previous game like you get a prettier version of nba 2k which we got this console generation as well but you mm-hmm. get that a prettier version of that or updated games and then you get a whole bunch of kind of like hey we're putting this out because we know you have nothing to play right now yeah. i feel like this console generation we started off with miles morales even though it was ps4 ps5 that is an excellent game any part of a generation. Then you get then if you look at as time goes on, like you know, Demon Souls, people love that game. That that did even though it's a it's mm-hmm. a it's a remake essentially. So that that's a really great game. Then you go down to even now, we're getting ratchet. This is all all this stuff is in the first year of the console. We're getting ratchet and clank. We got um what's the game that just came out that we love the um uh, Resogun, not Resogun, not Returnal. I, know, I was just return. We got Returnal. You're getting, you're yeah. still getting quality stuff. Stuff that when we were when we had like the first, I, I don't remember the first year PS3 or PS2 being like this. Right, getting these type quality type of games. Yeah, it, it's on it's on PS4. That's fine. It doesn't matter too much to me. I think it'll matter if we get five years in the console generation and you start getting. Yeah the same games and stuff like that on both systems. Then I'll be like, okay, this is a little bit too much because it doesn't give you the incentive to really move over to the next system. But otherwise than that, it doesn't matter. I think it's cool. 
Yeah. And like I said, I'm looking at like the games that came out for PS4 in like the same kind of nine month span. And the only games that were exclusive were Resogun, uh, Killzone Shadowfall. Um, you had Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zero. So not even the full game, just like the little snippet piece. Mm-hmm. Um, you had games like, well, Thief wasn't even exclusive, so no. Um, an Infamous Second Son. Everything else was either um, cross-platform or cross-generation. So it's like we're all upset. There's so many people that are upset about there's no there's no exclusives there's no games to buy. And this is no different than any other console launch, except we're getting re- we're already getting really good games. When you look at the fact that Insomniac released Miles Morales and then Ratchet and Clank, I was gonna say and that. the quality of these games is incredible already out the gate. Like you got to think about how amazing this generation is going to be. Plus the fact that like we're getting so many. Um, titles that are being you know up stuff for ps5 where we didn't get that in ps4 there was no backwards compatibility we actually have back compat that's actually making older games better so if there was a bunch of stuff that you didn't get to play like the ps plus for ps5 collection a lot of those games have been enhanced for ps5 so not only are you getting the exclusives you're also getting the games from last gen better so if you miss something or you're new to the ps5 or new to playstation you've got a whole slew of titles that are actually now even better than they were upon their original release. So, like, sure, we've only got nine exclusives to this new gen, and everything is going to be going cross-platform or cross, cross-generation. cross So, yeah. P- so, yeah, Horizon 2 is coming to PS4. But you're going to get such a better version on PS5 because now we have the time with everything being delayed because that's the thing. Last gen doesn't hold the games back as long as they have the time to be able to develop for both systems they're not being held back so yeah horizon 2 is going to be a great game on ps4 because horizon 1 was a great game so now they have all that time development and skills utilizing the ps4 to make horizon 2 an amazing ps4 game but then it's going to be that much better on ps5 it's a win-win nobody loses in that situation at all like having it it's still a playstation exclusive so you're not losing out anything there. It's just now if you have a PS5, you've got the better version. And the people on PS4 are still going to get an amazing game. Same with Gran Turismo and God of War. On the on the flip side, for Xbox, same with Halo. You're going to get people yeah. that are going to be able to... Everybody's going to be able to play Halo, and it's going to be great on every system. Call of Duty, we should expect to be on everything. Think about how many PlayStations... PlayStation 4s are still out there. Yeah. I mean, that's that publisher the isn't going to make it. That's the thing too, yeah. right? With with, I know this is your story, and we'll dive deeper into detail for it later. But uh, <clears throat> Godfall coming to PS4, they're trying to expand that player base. I don't know if that's gonna work, but I mean, it's not. It can't hurt. Yeah. It may hurt their pocketbooks if it doesn't sell. But the fact that they've invested this much time into it means that there's something there. You know. Mm-hmm. They have gotten enough sales or enough of, of, of people interested in it to where they feel like this is deemed it's worth it's worth it to yeah, be I mean, able to not only bring it to PS4 but also bring new content. Mm-hmm. Is that a sewing machine on the floor behind you, by the way? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> My daughter was in the sewing class and they, they gave her a sewing machine so they could do it on YouTube or whatnot. We actually yeah, gotta send that back because we, we bought her one for her birthday. Oh, 
That's pretty cool yeah. though that they sent her one. Yeah, because they she was in the class, but since they couldn't meet because of COVID, they they gave all they let all the kids take one home that they would have been using in the actual classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I just I don't think it's crappy. I may feel crappy for you, Kenneth, but um, I don't think it's crappy that we're eight months into this generation. There's only nine quote unquote exclusives to this gen. I think the games and the titles that we're getting are great, whether they're on their cross gen or only on this gen. I feel like this is just a great year of gaming in terms of just the amount of games we have, the quality of them. So. Game of the year is going to be hard this year. That's all I gotta say. I mean, yeah, no doubts about it. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough call. Oof, it's something for everybody. That's that's the beauty in it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, our last question for the day comes from Mister Pastor Coach Ham. He says, because of adulting, parenting, puppy raising, and visiting in laws, prior to today, I hadn't played video games in over a week. What's the longest you have ever gone without playing? Also, did you have withdrawal symptoms like I did? Uh, six months. When I was in, I think, I think I was 14 at the time. Like, I'd come out when this happened, but um, my PS3 broke. And then um, it took like six months to get it to get a new one because like I wasn't paying the fee to send it in and repair it. It was cheaper to just go buy a new one. Um, especially considering I'd be shipping from Canada to California. So, and I was 14. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. No. yeah. Um, so it took like six months to get it, to, to get it fixed. Uh, you know, and, uh, withdrawal something symptoms i wouldn't say they were symptoms i'd just say i really wanted things to do that weren't sit there and watch standard television because you know i didn't have a smart tv so i couldn't even like watch netflix or anything yeah what about you Devin? for about a month and that was because of a hurricane I forgot I forgot which hurricane that was, but we were out of power without power for like a month. And this this was recent too, actually. And this is around the time when the Switch first came out. And the only game I had for it. Cause this was like this was like early feeling was Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to play that. because uh, every time I tried to get into it, I was like, I'm not feeling this at all. And so, and then plus, you know, having, like I say, it was a hurricane. So doing stuff around the house for the hurricane, I just didn't have time. So it's like, yeah. I just didn't play for like a month. Yeah. Any withdrawal symptoms or you just were like, eh? Didn't have time to. I <laughs> I was right. so busy. Like one one story that came from that was in, in my backyard, we have a, a like a little efficiency. And... On top of that efficiency, there was a tree that <laughs> that, that that fell down on a power line. Oh no! And it was on, so the, the power line. It wasn't the line didn't break, but the tree was on top of the power line, and nobody could get to it. Like we called FPL and stuff like that, they couldn't get to it. So I had to go in that backyard 
and cut that tree off that power line with an axe. And I was oh, you went all power bunion on them. Yeah, I was there for so long, I couldn't move my right hand for like two days. It like it was almost like lockjaw. Yeah. Wow. Not fun. I can't even imagine. Shout out to Jeff Keeley, by the way, who just sent me an email. I'm assuming it's just the standard Summer Games Fest like newsletter, but also I don't even remember signing up for that, so that's interesting. <laughs> I, I, I literally like I noticed the one on my email tab, but I didn't want to like switch away, right? So I went and looked at it on my phone, and it the email's just titled Jeff Keeley. Like, okay, <laughs> like random. Uh, random yeah i have definitely gone times without playing i don't know what the longest is gone longest i've gone without playing i really can't even think about how long maybe a month maybe two maybe three i don't know um but i've never had withdrawals from it because anytime that i have like just not played games is literally because just i didn't feel like playing anything and there yeah. wasn't anything that i wanted to play um, there are times where I'm forced to not play video games because either I don't have time or there's a lot of stuff going on. And that those times I definitely get the withdrawal like, man, I want to get I want to get back to this game. Like a lot of times when I go on vacation, I don't take my systems because even when every time I would take a system, I never really get to play it. It just literally sits there. If it's a handheld or if it's the console, like I just end up never really having time to actually play it. But I'm itching to get back. So. Like when we went away to New York, we were only gone for four days, but I was like, I can't wait to get back home talking about these video games, you know. Um, but other times that it's been like if it's been an extended period, it's literally because I just don't feel like playing anything or there's nothing that I want to play. So there aren't really any withdrawal symptoms in, in that case. Yeah. But I mean Good question. Like as you what said, up, there's also there's also definitely times where like I just don't want to play. And I'll just sit there and spend a whole day just watching TV. Like, last night, um, after E3, I didn't really feel like playing anything. So I just, you know, I, I threw on the originals. Finally, I own all the seasons. So I can start the originals now and then move on to Legacies because they're about to finish the third season. And then they've already been renewed for season four. But, you know, getting some more vampire content in there. Mix it, mixing it in with the, with the Arrowverse rewatch and, you know, everything else. And... And the still ongoing second Criminal Minds rewatch, and you know, so you know, there's yeah. just days where I don't feel like playing anything, and it's not because I don't want to play games; it's just because I just don't have the energy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's just those time frames. Where you're like, eh, do yeah. something else. All right, let's jump into some news. What you got for us, Haley? Well, uh, this leaked before Ubisoft show, ironically. Um, every year, I don't understand how they just managed to like leak everything. This year, the major leak was uh, from apparently Square Enix, but I'm not sure if all the stuff that leaked from them is going to be at their showcase today. I don't know. We'll find out this afternoon. Um but this leaked before the show that like the DLC for Far Cry 6 would have you playing as past series villains. And they showed the trailer at the conference 
And uh, Garrett, Donnie, and I talked about this a little bit, and I'm just like, all right, I mean, if you're going to bring Jason Brody back in the year 2021, can I shove him off a cliff? Because, man, I like Far Cry 3, but trying to go back and play Far Cry 3 and dealing with frat boy Jason Brody is just yikes. (laughs) Also, like, they brought him back, and he's literally just repeating uh, Voss's lines. Like, he's just repeating iconic quotes from Voss, and I just, I don't understand it. Like, and then the Joseph Seed thing, apparently snapping necks with Bibles, which, all right. (laughs) Like, the trailer is so weird. It's, like, done in, like, a psychedelic, like, fashion, and I don't understand it. And, like... Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I'm also probably more excited for Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon because I never got to play it. So yeah. that that's included as part of the season pass, which is nice. Um, I don't know. It's, it, like, it's an interesting concept, right? Because, like, aside from Far Cry 3, like, most of the Far Cry protagonists have just been blank slates. Um so like the villains are the more familiar characters so like it's cool mm-hmm. that like you want to like relive the series's history but man uh what a weird way to do it <laughs> that... yeah uh it's definitely interesting i feel like it would be i would be more in- inclined to play something like that if it was like playing their ascension to you know becoming joseph c you know to becoming Voss instead of whatever they're doing um i'm less <laughs> interested in that and more interested in like how they became who they were and being able to play as the villain like i, I would i've always wanted a game where you literally play the villain and not in the infamous way where you just get to do no, bad things yeah, yeah. i want to play the villain story like because <laughs> you gotta remember any good villain feels like they're the hero in their story so it'd be really cool to be playing um, as a villain and the whole time feeling like you're the good guy and then at the end of it getting to realize oh god you're the villain you've been the villain this whole time <laughs> i think that would be a much cooler take um than whatever this acid trip is they're doing yeah i don't know but like the visuals for it are wild the the snapping necks with bibles just all right and then i don't know what the hell peg and min's doing because you know I was not a fan of Far Cry 4 or Primal. Like, I love Far Cry 3. Uh, Far Cry 4 lost me, like, maybe four hours in. It just wasn't interesting. And then they reused the same map for Primal, and I was like, all right. Um, And it's not even that, like, the map wasn't interesting. It's just like, okay, you've reused the same map, which that's fine. You have the assets and everything. That's fine. But you've also taken us, like, 10,000 years back uh before and or like a hundred i don't know whatever it's like primal so you're back like with woolly mammoths and stuff and like you're you've got like no spoken understandable dialogue in this game either and i'm just like okay i'm not a fan of this like i don't have a problem with them reusing the same map like far cry new dawn uses parts of the same map from far cry 5 and they did it well and you know new dawn was fun to play but they also changed it up. Like, they dropped an atom bomb. <laughs> like, like yeah. I don't know. Any yeah. thoughts, Delvin? I've always found the Far Cry villains compelling and even likable to an extent. 
I will. I think I agree with Dev in terms. Of I want to see more. Like, hey, let's get the backstory on this guy. Like a a story, like a a Far Cry DLC about the rise of Joseph Seed, and you see how he learns to be a essentially a cult leader and things like that. That's compelling to me. I, mm-hmm. I think Pagan Men kind of has that same feel to him too. Um, I don't know what this is. I hope they flesh it out more and make it entertaining. Far Cry always with that DLC, they go wacky and different. Yeah. And cool. And I'll, I've always liked the Far Cry games because they are, for no, for all intents and purposes, very dark. Like the in, mm-hmm. the ending for most of those games are pretty dark. There are almost no happy endings okay, in I'm the Far Cry s- game. I'm going to spoil Far Cry 3 right now. Um, but I like the, Like, I'm not... Like, I'm sorry, but that game came out in 2012. I think I'm in the clear to spoil that game now. At this Whoa, point. now that like they're all coming there. to Ubisoft Plus and people haven't played uh, these games. Yeah, you know what? I don't care. Uh, in Far Cry 3, you, the ending choice you have is to kill your friends and then you end up dead if you do that. Like, you kill your friends, then you make uh, get Sintra pregnant, and then she just stabs you with a knife. Or uh, you you uh, essentially leave Dennis there to die and just drive right off into the sunset with your friends on a plane. And like, you've just left a man to die there. And it's just, all right. Like Far Cry three is dark. I never finished Far Cry four. Cause again, I just didn't enjoy it. And yeah, you've got two endings in uh, <laughs> two endings in Far Cry five. And uh, one of them is just ridiculously stupid. Um, and the other is like canon. So Yeah. Yeah. I'm with Delvin. I like the darkness of Far Cry. It yeah, is interesting. The there. Yeah. yeah. There's there's yeah. no happy endings in Far Cry. And almost more you play, it's almost like it's no good guys. It's almost this kind of gray area. And it's always kind of mm-hmm. like how far you want to push it. Even the endings. The endings mm-hmm. are you win, but you kind of don't win almost. Right. Like not the spoil the Far Cry. What is it? Five. In, yeah. Like alternate ending. But I mean, I mean, you can. I don't I'm think not going to spoil a, that. No, no. Hold <laughs> on a second. I'm just saying. I don't think it's a spoiler to say how Far Cry Five ends. The alternate ending might be a spoiler, but like I think everybody knows how Far Cry Five ends due to the fact that like New Dawn literally like just the, no. yeah. Just be, well, because New Dawn exists doesn't mean people have any idea why it exists. <laughs> or what it pertains to, or what it even means. So it can still be a spoiler. But not to spoil it, not to spoil anything on either one. The alternate ending for Far Cry 5 is kind of the best choice for the character. And that ending is also really bad. Yeah. So it's like, wow. It, it's interesting how they do a great job with kind of playing those games out. I'm super excited to see what they do with these stories like have in terms of having you play as the bad guy and what that entails. If it's just a, hey, you're just pegging men for DLC for like something, they're like, okay. So rumor has it the DLCs for each of the villains will be roguelike. <sighs> uh, Silence speaks I, volumes. I, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work in Far Cry, but all right, let's see how Ubisoft does it. I mean, with the DLC for Phoenix Rising, they tried to do they tried to turn Phoenix Rising into a top-down brawler and uh that didn't work either because the camera just d- wasn't set up for that. Like the camera rig gets in the way and the combat's just not meant for that. So 
I, I will say this. Giancarlo Esposito is an incredible actor. Yes, he yeah, is. I, I love how when he showed up at Summer Games Fest, though, like in that little thing, he's talking about how he was talking about like philosophy and Hitler with his daughter. And I was just all right. Sounds accurate. And I, and I mean, yeah, I love that when I Kojima... I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Like, I'm not saying like it's bad to discuss those things. I just he just said it on the stage, and I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> like, and then the same thing with like Ko- Kojima mentioned 9/11, and I was like, "Wow, okay." Like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with bringing not, up those topics, no. which is great because otherwise we're doomed to repeat them all. <laughs> I mean, that that that's the point, though, is that like the yeah. fact that they're so open to talk about it, like, is great, but. I, I don't know. Like John Car- Giancarlo Esposito is great. Uh, he he's great in. I mean, I haven't watched Breaking Bad, but like he's great in The Boys. He's great in The Mandalorian. Uh, I've seen clips of him again. I haven't actually watched like the whole Mandalorian, but like he he's great in the clips I've seen of that. You know, so he's a really good actor, and I would love to if I can do a villain story. Let me let me play one of the actual villains' story. Yeah, let me rise to power. I'm super interested in Far Cry Six, and oh, not yeah. even oh, yeah, the DLC, too. just because of the plot. They've got an actor who's amazing to be the bad yep. guy, and I'm super intrigued on how that plays out. This has the potential to be the best Far Cry game to me, especially with the Cuban influence. When we live yeah. in mm-hmm. South Florida I, and be knowing about Cuban history, I think that's going to be really cool. I, I like that yeah. they actually came out and were like, well, I mean, like, I'm sure they only came out and said it due to like pressure from like the widespread like community because they got railed out on Twitter for their whole we're not trying to make a political statement. And then like less than 24 hours later, they're like, no, 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 the game's political. And I'm like, all right. I mean, yeah. we knew that already because, you know, it you're literally a guerrilla fighter. Like, that's political. <laughs> but yeah. my. My uh, like I like that they came out and like said it and everything, and they're like, "We're this game is political, but we're not directly trying to make a comment on like the Cuban uh, right. like, what's going on in Cuba, but we yeah. are trying to make a political point." And I'm like, "All right, like props yeah. to you for actually coming out and saying that." Um, I don't know, like for, I'm very excited for Far Cry Six. Uh, Dev, I know you're of the opinion they should stop doing like the the choice between male and female. I mean, I would love them to just do the female thing, but again, just capital, lean into we want cap- the character to be. Damn it! Yeah, capital G gamers. But the one thing I will say is that even though they have choice this time, I like that the characters are actually voiced as opposed to like in Far Cry Five where you're just the silent protagonist. Yeah, yeah, like that's it's totally different. Like I, that's why I feel like if you're gonna go with the voice character and you you're basically touting somebody as the character, then you have just like a male version of that. I'm like, just lead in, like pick one. Like I, I I hate the the back and forth. Like if you really want your character to be a strong female lead, then just let that like, be. Like I brought this up. I brought it up with Valhalla. Like they actually. Like the trailers they keep showing from Valhalla are all using male Ivor, and yet Femme Ivor is like the actual character. It's just frustrating yeah. to see. It is. It's annoying. I'm not gonna but Don- lie. Donnie, annoying. Donnie's like, it doesn't matter. And I'm just like, no, it, it does matter. Like, it's like they, they've, they've picked a canon choice, but they'll never put it in trailers. And it's just like, all right. Yeah. The problem I feel with that is that it's confusing to people who aren't paying as much attention. Like you see this male Ivor the whole time, but then the female is the like, so wait, what is that? 
So I feel like it's just yeah. it, it creates more confusion than anything else for people who aren't following along as closely as we are. Yeah. The the common gamer as they also call, I like I know that I'm the only one here who collects Funkos dev. I know you have a couple Destiny Funkos, but like I don't have a couple. I've got all the Destiny Funkos. Okay, but my point being right. is you don't collect Funkos outside no. of that, whereas I do. Not at all. What frustrates me too is that they're only making collectibles now of male Ivor, none of female Ivor. Like I can't buy a fem Ivor Funko Pop. It's only male that's Ivor. Stupid. And it's just like, why? Like that's dumb. I don't understand it. Even Cyberpunk let me do that. Cyberpunk let me buy Fem V. And then they had four different Funko Pops of Johnny Silverhand, but you know, they let me buy Fem V, so Interesting. Huh. Ubisoft needs to get it together and pick one. Damn it. <laughs> well, that's Far Cry news. What you got for us, Delvin? In news that I won't care about after this <laughs> podcast, Ubisoft is making an Avatar game that apparently is coming out in 2022. A game that it looks know- it looks beautiful, by the way. Sure. All right. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks pretty, but uh, who the fuck asked for this? Like, no offense to those. I don't. Aside from Dev, who stated earlier on this podcast that he's probably the only one in PSVG who likes Avatar. Who asked for five fucking Avatar sequels and a video game? Mate, well, also, this, this would be the also, second video game, by the way. Well, the movie video game doesn't count. It was just a tie-in cash grab. It's like the Captain America. <laughs> All right. No. All right. Oh. <laughs> That's we're bringing that conversation back. All right, sure. Um no, but like who asked for five sequels and a video game developed by the Division Studio because when I think Avatar, I think the Division Studio. I don't think it's a matter of who you think. It's just the Snowdrop engine and what they've been able to do with Division like if you're building an open world or a large yeah, world, I mean, it's a good team to go for. You know, I mean, they're not. Yeah, they're, not I mean, they're not doing not a whole bad. lot right now. They're not making four cry. You know? uh, I will say this: if you're gonna use that Division Studios engine, I'd much rather than make a GI Joe game off that engine. Like Ooh. legit. Like legit. Like don't play on my emotions, Delvin. Like Avatar is so far down the list. Not not only because I don't like Avatar. That's just the whole thing in general. But is Avatar even like? In terms of property, people talk about Avatar like that in terms of like, <laughs> to, like to, to like garner a sequel. There are so hey. many other properties you can make hey. games off, including DC stuff in general, that you can make games of movies off of off of Avatar is so far down that list. They keep saying, like, we still haven't the last movie was like what 2010? It came out in 2009. 2009, yeah. and we're making a video game 12 and a half years later. All right. I mean, you got to imagine they're making the video game as more of a tie-in to the movies. To the movie. another, another, mean, another sure. cash grab. Like, it's a but, licensed yeah. property. We're going to be able to... The sequel's finally coming out, apparently. So let's go ahead and make a game that ties into it, it so that if the, if the sequel is good, we have another intellectual property where people can play Avatar, and that's another revenue stream. So from a business standpoint, if the movie does well, the game has the potential to also do well. And now we've got all these, all this money and this synergy between the two or whatnot. 
So from a business standpoint, it's not a bad thing. But is anybody asking for this? Like you guys said, no. No. I feel yeah. like most people have completely forgotten about Avatar, and every now and again, you'll be reminded that they're making several sequels in your life. Yeah. What? Why? <laughs> they filmed no. them all back to back. Again, they killed off Travis Manawa and Fear the Walking Dead so that uh, Cliff Curtis could go film uh, the sequels. Um, but then, also, like, aside from Dev, who likes the movie, hey, 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 Delvin, can you name more than three characters in, in Avatar, the movie? No, because I hate the movie. And, all, and also, I can't even name three characters. And I don't know their names. I don't remember. That was 30 years ago, as far as I'm concerned. Like, there was the guy, there was the chick, yeah. there was the, the, the bad guy, Weaver. and Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Also, by the way, slight tangent, uh, terrible movie, but the movie Abduction has one of the best lines I've ever heard Sigourney Weaver say. <laughs> so, this is a movie with Taylor Lautner about child abduction. Just, just a heads up. But literally, she's like going into. Also true. I mean, I think I'm the only person in the PSVG Discord that still watches The Walking Dead, so that's I, okay. I, I, I will say this, and this is funny: the fact that Haley just put out a big spoiler for Fear the Walking Dead and nobody cares tells you how much people watch Fear the Walking Dead. Hey, hey, He's, nobody they, cared. They just got no, renewed for season seven, so people absolutely care. Second of all. Uh, what I was saying about Sigourney Weaver is she's standing in a hospital carrying balloons and she <laughs> she dead turns and faces the security camera in the hospital, lets the balloons go and says, and says I hate I hate balloons. <laughs> Dad, what's your story? Yeah, yeah. Avatar's coming. Yeah. It's probably going to be a beautiful game. Yes. And if the sequel does well, people might enjoy it. I can't even I can't even tell you why there's a sequel. I don't I feel like the, the movie wrapped up well enough, but Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Haley. <laughs> All right. Moving along to my story, yeah. So, uh, as we alluded to earlier, Godfall is getting new content and it's coming to PS4. So, at Gearbox's uh, <laughs> conference, I don't, again, I don't know why they had a conference. Apparently, it was pretty awful. Um, yeah. But they did announce that uh, Godfall will be getting some new content. Um, I forgot what the content is called. Uh, uh, Fire and Darkness, I think. Called? Yeah, there we go. Title Fire and Darkness, the new expansion will have players venture into the Fire Realm, face new enemies, and acquire new high-level gear. And then a free Lightbringer update will also add the Lightbringer in-game mode with new rooms and a loot. Over 40 new items and skins will go live with the update on August 10th. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to do something with that. I guess, you know, Gearbox feels like this game, this this franchise has some legs. It's not bad. It's a no. launch title. It feels like a launch yeah. title. It looks really nice. Um, the combat is it's cool. It's a it's a looter game, you know. I, so, like, so like I want to play Godfall, but its standard version for some reason in in Canada is one hundred and three dollars. Like, yeah, it's seventy. It was a seventy dollar title at launch. Okay, but seventy dollars here is usually eighty nine ninety nine, which I have no problem paying. Like uh, again. 
I know I'm the weirdo who pre-orders DLC for games and also pre-orders games like months in advance, but Far Cry 6 is going to cost me $160. So I had no problem paying over $100 for a game. My point being is after hearing people talk about how light the content is in Godfall, I'm not paying $103 to play the base version of a game. Like that's the standard version. Then there are versions that get up to like $175, and I just don't understand what's in those. No idea. I don't know why they would. Yeah, I feel like there was just like some bonus stuff. I think there's yeah. uh, an extra level or some something like that. But I mean, like yeah, I said, the game was fun. Yeah, suit. Yeah, suit of armor. The game was fun. Um, some of the stuff that you could do with it. It's very like it's kind of an RPG type of system where you you've got a piece of armor on every piece of your body that you can then upgrade and create these loadouts and stuff like that um the content was like it wasn't a super long game super deep but they keep adding stuff to it which isn't bad you know so if they feel like you know maybe it has some legs why not and then to also bring it to ps4 just expands the player base because it's only on playstation systems and pc i don't know how well it did on pc at all i don't think it did great on on playstation but apparently you know gearbox feels like there's something there so they're gonna keep putting out content and maybe you know it'll have a turnaround story where people play the game and realize oh my god this actually is pretty good and uh... with the amount of people that have a ps4 maybe that's gonna lead into more sales i mean it coming out in august is not a bad spot because there's just not a whole lot going on right there right now yeah um so it could be a good time to pick up something that you can play and finish pretty quickly. The only thing I know of coming out in August right now that I'm interested in is uh, Kenna. Yep. Yep. So you get Kenna, you get Godfall, you know, an expansion for Godfall. It, it might it might do well. It might just fill a gap, and people may end up playing it and, you know, may do something. <laughs> games Master says, I can buy so many games for $170. But you, you say 170 or 107 160 is what this is what i'll be spending on far cry 6 but that gives me the ultimate edition so season pass plus like all the ultimate edition pack stuff and stuff like that and so yeah but very interesting and this just goes along with the trend of everything kind of being cross jet so you've got everything just crossing lines and again with the amount if you have the time to be able to develop for both systems then you're going to get a good experience on both, if not great. As long as you have time, the devs can always make it happen. It's just like PC. You just have to be able to develop for the lowest common denominator with somebody who's got an i3 and 8 gigs of RAM versus somebody who's got an i9 and 32 gigs of RAM and a 1080 or a 3080 Ti or whatever. So it's I just mean, about having the time to make, make it work on that system. Yeah, and it's, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's like... Dying Light 2, I'm going to buy the ultimate, because, the, like, they don't have an ultimate edition in physical, but I don't buy physical games anyways. But it's so weird, the dichotomy between prices for stuff, because the ultimate edition for Dying Light 2 is $133, but Ubisoft's ultimate edition is 160 So, I don't know. Game prices. Only getting bigger. Only in Canada. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how y'all survive out there. It's ridiculous. Uh, it, I, I mean... New job, so I don't really have to worry about that anymore. So that's very nice. Congratulations, you're working again. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, shout out to the fact that, by the way, my trainer is in uh, 
some like Oklahoma, and <laughs> we're all over here in Canada. So, yeah. All right, let's get into it. So, topic of the week: we're gonna talk a little bit, a little bit about Ratchet and our thoughts on Ratchet and how much we love that. And then we're gonna talk a little bit about E3 and what we've seen so far and our thoughts on it. So, um, let's start with Ratchet. I know we've all played it. I don't know how deep everybody's gotten into it. I'm only like maybe hour and a half, two hours, because I'd be exploring. But goddamn, this game is beautiful. I've been every planet I've touched down on. I've explored as much as I could. Uh. I think my game progress bar says I'm, like, 21%. Uh, but I've just been exploring, like, everywhere I can. Like, uh, I've already got five gold bolts um, and a couple of the other collectibles. Um, uh, I've done... I- I'm playing as Ratchet again now, but I have the option to play as either Ratchet or Rivet right now. So, like, that's, like, for objectives. But I chose to go play with Ratchet because I've been playing with River for a while, and you know, and I'm liking it. Um, it's great. Weapons are fantastic as always in Ratchet games. Like those weapons are fantastic. Um, I think my favorite so far is the Topiary Sprinkler. I haven't even I haven't unlocked that yet. Um, what what what, what mode are you playing in as far as uh, graphics are concerned? Uh, performance RT. <laughs> What about you, Delvin? What what mode are you playing it in? Um, I played the first hour in fidelity mode, and then I switched over to performance mode just to see how it plays over there. Like regular Which performance one? mode or performance regular, with RT? Regular performance mode. Which one have you preferred so far? Both are actually really good. I feel like um. Performance mode is a lot smoother. It, yeah. it, it it handles a lot better. But um, playing it in fidelity is just gorgeous, and it feels a little bit like how the old PS3 Ratchet and Clank games felt when you played those. Mm-hmm. So so that doesn't bother me. I know I, in in terms of how playing it. But the performance mode is just so smooth and it's so great. And I just, I like how it feels. So I, I like both modes so far. For some reason, I don't know why. Because everybody, I've heard, I read that the game starts in, like when you boot up the game, you first start playing it, it boots up in performance mode, I think. Yep. It does, yeah. Well, it, it depends on how you have your system set, right? Doesn't it go whatever your um, preference is? So... Only certain games do that, and I don't know if Ratchet does that because they've never. I think it does. Like so, like again, you can set what your game will start in most times. Speaking of that setting, Jedi Fallen Order does not do that in its upgrade. I had to toggle on 60 FPS. Um, but um, yeah, I I mean, it started in performance, but I switched to performance RT. So because I say that because. I said that because when I started the game up, it started in performance RT. Like I'm like, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty," but you know, I was like, this is pretty. This is nice. And then I put it in fidelity mode. I'm like this looks a lot different than what I thought it would look like. And it was like a big difference between performance RT and fidelity mode to the point where I noticed it. And when I switched mm-hmm. to regular performance mode, I didn't notice it as nowhere near as much. Yeah. But I just found it weird that it started in performance RT. I'm like, huh. 
I feel like I, I, it asked me to choose. Like, I don't remember it starting off in any particular mode. I feel like it asked me what I wanted to play it in to off jump. And I, prefer, I picked Performance RT um, only because I wanted to be able to see the reflections and everything. And it looks incredible in performance with ray tracing. Like just yeah. walking around because I'm moving through this game really slow and being able to see like the reflections. Like there was a point where <laughs> I went across a bridge and the reflection showed like all the boxes and everything that were right next to me. And I thought it was a window not a mirror so i was trying to figure out how to get inside to go <laughs> break the boxes to collect bolts and then i realized oh no that's the reflection of what's behind me holy shit so just the actual ray trace reflections and everything it look it just looks so damn good and then the performance well i can't i can't play the fidelity i cannot do 30 frames i just can't do it everything feels like i'm moving through molasses or it's moving in slow motion i just cannot play games like that anymore when i have the option to play in 60 frames i'll probably mess with the um the regular performance mode just to see how much clearer it is but i feel like the performance ray tracing mode looks really good and plays well and you get all those added reflections and it just kind of creates a little bit more immersion um but i mean the game is fun the weapons are fun uh the stories is shaping up real nicely um, really good story the loading there, there's no loading it's just like boom you're in yeah like that, that's <laughs> right in there um you know and the animations for when you level up your guns so good yeah um, really cool i think i think the like so topia sprinkler is great but i also like the negatron collider i haven't um haven't got have i gotten that i don't know i don't think so i don't it's think I the one that I think uh, it was in gameplay previous, but I don't know if you went in blind or not. Uh, it just fires a straight beam. But, okay, like, you, you I did. But I the, just bought that. Yeah, you. Do I just have haven't to, used it yet. Yeah, you have to like hold it for it to like actually like like it, it's a charge. Yeah. Weapon, so. Yeah, I messed around with that because it actually plays with the triggers, and I love yeah, I love that. Yeah. Speaking of the controller, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> Man, going to the nightclub. Oh, it felt so good. <laughs> Just walking around, listen, hearing the music and being able to hear it spatially. So depending on how you're turning or how you're facing, you're going to hear it more in either side. Um, and then also having the controller kind of vibrate. Like as you're walking around, you feel him walking, but you also feel the vibrations of the actual beat coming from the music. And depending on how close or how far away you are, it's more or less. It just, it, oh my God, it was, it was a treat. I just kind of walked around the nightclub just because the music, one, I liked the beat. It sounded great. And then two, what it did with the controller and the spatial audio was really, really cool. I, w I will say this about this game. The story in the game is awesome. It feels like a Pixar movie. It actually looks better than some Pixar movies. Yeah, It's, it's beautiful. It plays good. The story is endearing. Rivet is an amazing character. I love her. She's great. I, I like where the game is going. and it's, it's so amazing to me that essentially in the same year, we get Miles Morales, which was spectacular. And then this game. Insomniac's done three games in six months, I might add. Yeah. 
Miles Morales, Spider Man Remastered, and this. I was gonna say, Mm, yeah. This is a hot take, the hottest of takes. Insomniac may be Sony's most important studio. Yeah. In terms of like pumping out content, like Naughty Dog, I love Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog is probably my favorite. But they're not pumping out content like at this pace that's consistently Mm -hmm. this good. You're going to get The Last of Us when you get The Last of Us when it's ready. That could be five years from now. That could be six years from now. It could be four years from now. But the fact that we got Spider-Man remastered, we got Miles Morales, then we got this in this short period of time is impressive, to say the least. And this is coming off of them making the regular version of Spider-Man that was not too long ago before that. Right. Like, Subject's killing it. And it's not even that they just made them. They're also masterful. Like, these games are incredible. Like, they set the bar. Yes. Also, like, again, I think it's been touted oh, that $229 million uh, sale price, what a steal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That is by far, like, the biggest steal. So it's, oh, my God. It's incredible. Absolutely. Just, it's, I can't wait to, to play more of this game. I'm so excited for it. Uh, and I've yeah, never I've, been a big Ratchet guy. Dev, I know they. I know that Donnie spoiled the overcharge thing. I'm not saying anything else about it. But uh, oh, I, that was jokes. That was jokes. I didn't care. I was just messing with Donnie. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But um, <laughs> still a huge fan of how collecting gold both bolts unlocks cheats and stuff. So switching the bolts over to overcharge cans is cool. Um, there's a couple others in there. I don't know if you want to know about, but uh, I, nope. I'll, one, yeah, one of no. one of them are one of them's probably right up your alley, Dev. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm 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 not gonna change change the things. I like the bolts. It just makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to change that stuff, um, because of the fact that like Ratchet collects bolts. So I won't change it at all. You, you might change your mind. Is all I'm saying. I I will say this about <laughs> this game. At this point in time, when you look at Insomniac's track record, I feel like. Sony should be telling them, y'all can do whatever y'all want to do. Make whatever game you want to mm-hmm. make. Make it how you want to make it. Just make it good. Because yeah. they're killing it. This is amazing. And this is the type of studio that you want to have on your team. Like I said earlier, like it's cool to have Kojima making Death Stranding and stuff like that. But you're going to get that when you get that. Same with The yeah. Last of Us. Same with even God of War, for that matter. Insomniac yeah. is putting out stuff consistently. That yeah, is, they absolutely are. That is amazing. I, 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 I want to say like, hey, what's next? Like, can you consistently keep doing this high quality at this pace? Because if you are, if you can, this is just this yeah, is a blessing. A Scott, yeah, <laughs> it's it's I'm I'm blown away on how technically advanced this game is and how mm-hmm. it lives up to the hype. Like. I've never been the big, biggest Ratchet and Clank fan in the first place. I want to say the remake, the reboot, is what really got 2016. me. Twenty sixteen, yeah, which really got me into Ratchet and Clank and making me like it. Oh, don't forget they put out a patch for that one, and it has no business looking as good and playing as good as it does yeah. on PS five. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's just crazy. It's just like 
I don't, I don't know how do you not appreciate this studio? How do you not sit yeah. there and say this studio is in the top three of Sony Studios, if not number one at this point in time? Yeah. Yeah, and and apparently they've been doing it without any crunch at all. Like the dude, like I've seen several developers yeah. say, "Yeah, I only worked forty hour work weeks on this game. I didn't put any anything extra. Everything at the studio was no crunch, regular forty hour work weeks. So whatever they're doing at their studio, they're doing something absolutely incredible. They deserve all the success they get. This is just a testament on how to do things the right way. Honestly, like we didn't." Think about it last year. We didn't know we didn't know Miles Morales was coming. And when, yeah, it, when, we, when we found out, they had a little controversy. People were like, is this DLC or this, 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 that? And then we got the game. Like, no, this is a full Spider-Man game. And some people, me included, like that game more than they like the original Spider-Man game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it uh, Yeah. I don't I don't know if they'll be able to keep up this pace. Um, but I'm excited for whatever they have next. We know yeah. that there's there's Spider-Man Two on the horizon. We know that that'll come. Um, I, uh, I know have no idea want, when. I know you want Resistance back. Would not be surprised to see that come back. Would not be at this point, given their whole cross promotion thing they were doing and the fact that they are in fact like I know that they own the IP, but to put overcharge cans and stuff like that in the game, I'm pretty sure they would need publishing rights for the first one back from Microsoft, which means they might have them. So would not be surprised to see them, you know, push a port of Sunset Overdrive to to PS5, just throw it out there, see if there's interest in getting a sequel out there. Um, you know, like, their Fuse was bad, but like, that was EA, man, uh, that was EA managed mostly, so. I will say this, and this is a trend that I've noticed. I'm quite sure a lot of people notice this. When there are companies that work closely with PlayStation to put out games and they get a success, it's noticeable when they are not with PlayStation no more. And I feel mm-hmm. like um, if we felt that with Insomniac a little, a little bit, um, what's the guy? Well, the, the game we like, the Until Dawn guys. Supermassive. Super, super, we're seeing that with Supermassive right now in terms of like, they, the games they're making right now are good, but they're not I, the same. I don't know that that's not from them work, not working with PlayStation on it. I just think it's because Until Dawn worked because of the cast it had. That, that could be a possibility, but people complain about those games not running as well as they ran on uh, as until dawn ran most of the complaints i've seen about like their anthology series they're working on right now is the writing honestly so. i like the second one a lot by the way the no i think it's no hope yeah Little i hope. know that i know the third one comes out in october so yeah but sony working with studios when they get in that jail they have a certain magic that's just almost unmatched like hey when you hear that sony branding and you hear it's almost like hey they can't miss. <laughs> it's just it's just crazy. And it's just seeing it Selbiac hit this stride where they're kind of at their zenith right now. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh like I said, I'm excited to see what they do next. Uh whatever they do next. Like it'll probably be, 
Yeah, I feel like it'll probably be a ways off. Like, I feel like it, we won't even hear a mention of whatever they're working on for a while, unless it's something simple like a port of um, uh, Sunset Overdrive, something like that, or a remaster of like Resistance. Because apparently, yeah. they've shown that they can they can put out a patch for something and turn it around pretty easily. Like, I don't know how long they were working on the Spider-Man remaster if they were working on it in tangent with Miles Morales or whatnot, but um. We'll see. I'm excited to see whatever they have next. I'm here for it. Insomniac, Sucker Punch, Naughty Dog, like Sony Santa Monica. Like we've we've got some really, really good studios that we know are working on things. And I feel like the the, the future is very, very bright for PlayStation. And if we get any hints or any announcements at uh whatever their state of play is in July or whatever the hell they do, I think it's gonna be very exciting and I think PlayStation fans are really going to be excited about PlayStation and what it has to offer um, this year and next and for the future. This is year one. That's the craziest thing about it. Like, it reminds me of, and people are going to kill me for this, but it reminds me of year one of the Switch with how we got Breath of the Wild, which people love, and Mario Odyssey, like, in the same year. Like, that's impressive. That is cool. And to see Sony doing something similar to that is just impressive to me and amazing. Like, we still... May get Forbidden Rest West this year. If we do, yeah. and that lives up to the hype, what more can you really ask for? <laughs> That's a war. great year. <laughs> 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 I stand corrected. <laughs> we can't ask for more. <laughs> you already know the gamers will last for more. We're never satisfied, right? Yeah. Never satisfied. But yeah. Oh, man. Just it's. Like you said, this is year one, and we already have like masterpieces. We have gems, so I can't wait to see what games look like in year three, year four. Like we're just tapping the surface. We haven't even yeah. gotten to games on Unreal Engine five yet, so it's just we 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 we're, we're in for a treat. We're in for a serious serious treat as far as as gaming on not just PlayStation, but also on Xbox. Like we're in for some serious good times. We're finally not only getting performance, uh, we're not only getting graphics, but we're also getting performance. We're finally able to really marry the two with these with these systems. So I think that just as a gamer, you're in for a treat, a serious treat. I'm, I'm really excited. Speaking of excited, it's fucking E3. Yeah. It's E3. Yeah. Um. I know Sony's not there, but uh, we've gotten all kind of, you know, conferences and tidbits and news and announcements. I mean, Dead Island 2 just got announced this Yeah, that, that, the hell? that is so wild. Like, it's <laughs> launching this year, and I'm like, oof, you're going to go up against Dying Light 2. All right. Like, why wasn't that at Koch's, Koch, Koch, whatever the hell, Coke, whatever the hell they're called? Why wasn't let's just, let's just do Let's just do this. There. The company that decided they were going to do a two-hour recruitment video instead of, like, an actual conference. Because, uh, holy shit, was that boring. It was, there was maybe three minutes of gameplay in a two-hour conference. It was just people talking over Zoom. Yeah. Just crazy. You know, Uh, apparently um, uh, the Dead Island thing was fake, but. <laughs> All right then. Who knows? I I, I will say this. Usually around E3, I hear a whole bunch of talk on Twitter and stuff like that. 
relatively on my timeline, it's kind of been dead. Like you hear people, I've seen people talk about. All thing I've seen people talk about a lot was the Mario Rabbit's new game. I've seen people go crazy about that. I've seen people I've, this morning it was trending. The new Switch was trending because I think GameStop leaked it. Apparently, leaked some sales for the something like that. It was trending on Twitter wow. this morning. Yeah, I'll take a look. But usually, hey Google, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Why are you talking Jesus. to Google like it's your pet? <laughs> No, Google, don't pee on the rug. <laughs> but but I have been seeing people talk about E3 like I usually do. And I'm being honest, like, usually I see yeah. just like 50,000, 100,000 tweets just talking about E3. And you I follow have... a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I, I, I follow like 1,500 people. My time has been bustling with E3 news mixed in with I... all my usual, like, activism and stuff but yeah like e3 has just been bustling on my timeline um i mean mostly about people complaining about how you know gearbox didn't need to have that conference because hey the only thing i've noted it besides the godfall announcement for ps4 was hey y'all know that homeworld 3 is in development we're going to tell you about it four times and also can we never have randy pitchford talk about anything ever again on camera can we just like throw that man into the deepest like corner please because that was the most <laughs> <laughs> it was it was yeah. so awkward. He's standing there, like, talking to Eli Roth and someone else, and none of them are listening to each other, and they're all just trying to talk over each other. And then he tried to, like, high-five Kevin Hart, and Kevin Hart just, like, turned him down. Like, <laughs> like, like also, they had this, like, really unfunny, like, scripted, hey, we're going to edit these jokes out before the conference thing, but ha-ha, we left them in. And, mm, yeah, and then, you know, well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I will say this. It's still premature for us because Microsoft hasn't went yet, and Microsoft yeah. mm-hmm. is the conference that everybody's work, waiting on. They're going to kind of set yeah. the trend and going to set the tone for E3. And, and keep it, be honest, keep it 100%, I feel like, Microsoft would just come on there right now, just show Halo, like, oh, they won. <laughs> like, it's like nothing has well, really wowed me. Like Mario Rabbits, I yeah. love that game, so that wowed me. But Avatar? <laughs> like, hey, Avatar. you know what? I'm excited that Assassin's Creed Valhalla's third DLC was actively confirmed, and the fact that they said they're making more expansions too. So not only are we getting a third expansion of going to Muspelheim. We're getting like you know more DLC after that. Hell yeah! Um, I, I will say this about that. Yeah, that doesn't excite me. I'm like, we already I, had I that game, that. so I expected yeah. that from them. So, <laughs> just thinking about how big Odyssey was, like this is par for the course as far as I'm concerned. Like, I wasn't surprised. In no, any this way. is this is the first time they're making expansions into the second year. Like usually, yeah, I get that. I get that, but what I'm saying is just the breadth and scope of how large Odyssey was. Like, I'm not surprised to see them do this with Valhalla. Mm. Um, that way, you don't have to put another Assassin's Creed. You can just keep building on this one, which I feel like makes way more sense. Way more um, sense. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. But I'm also not excited about that. It's just like, okay, more Valhalla, you know? Um, oh, Elden Ring. I saw people talking about that game. Yeah. Oh my God, the amount of Elden. I, I mean, Elden Ring is everywhere. So, I mean, Elden Ring 
looks cool. Uh, I'm not really going to play it, though. I mean, happy for everyone who's excited because, you know, they've been waiting, what, that game got announced in, like, 2019 at the game 40 years. And then (laughs) just just went silent. Yeah, I don't understand, like, why people are so, like, oh, my God, Elden Ring. I I don't even remember it being announced, really. But it has, it's like it's been that long. It's only 2021. Like, it's not like it's been forever. Like, I'm so confused by that. But um, Elden Ring, yay! Not a game for me. I mean, Looks cool. Looks great, but it's not something I'm gonna play at all. Dying Light was silent for longer than uh, Elden Ring was, so like that's that's weird to me. But well, I mean, I hey, think, everyone's excited for it, so I think people are excited for it because who's behind the game? Like yeah. it's um George R. Martin. George, yeah. So they're excited Martin. For- yeah, George, they're excited I mean, for that. George R. R. Martin and FromSoft and Bandai Namco. But see, the thing is, is, I don't understand George R. R. Martin's involvement because FromSoftware has always been good at lore. Like, they don't need help for that. So, like, what's his involvement? His name. That's his involvement. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, right. we got George R. R. Martin to work on our game. That's the whole hype yeah. behind it. Now, what he, he did, does or did do, we don't know. Great question. Has he finished the sixth and seventh Game of Thrones book for people who want that yet? Because probably not. He's not even writing that oh, shit. Those things are never coming out, by the way. They'll be out when they're out. Like a take two game. Also, some of yeah. the stuff I saw yesterday was people being disappointed that Beyond Good and Evil 2 wasn't at the show when Ubisoft came out and said like that wasn't gonna happen like beforehand. I and I was that. I was like, Oh, we'll talk about that. Stop playing like stop playing, man. Like I want again, that game so bad. I've said it again, and I'll say it again. That game's not coming out. I'm ready to. Win I'm gonna my need bet. you to stop talking about things not coming out. All right, let the people live, Haley. Let the people live. Stop it. I, hey, no, I have to keep bringing it up because Delvin and I are in a bet. I'm excited to win <laughs> that game from Delvin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's wrap this up. What's been like the most exciting thing that you that you've seen at E3 so far, Haley? Uh. Evil Dead. I'm excited about game. Cool. What about you, Devin? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Evil Dead looks great. I like Evil Dead. That's like my franchise. But like, really? Like, I'm just, I'm kind of just waiting for Microsoft to go knock my socks off because I feel like there's going to be some things they're going to show that's going to come to PlayStation. Even with mm-hmm. the whole, even with the whole exclusive but that's the deal. I'm quite World sure there's still, there's still some things that are going to be on PlayStation as well. And yeah. Microsoft is just going to kind of just kill it. They, they, The floor is all theirs to take over E3 and wow everybody. Hey, don't forget, we've also yeah. got Square Enix this afternoon. So I don't feel like they can show me anything I'm going to be excited about, unfortunately. Um, which I, what, we got you, we got Final Fantasy. We, we, got, we got that already, so... Uh, yeah. Unless you're going to show part two, which I highly, highly doubt. Um, and I don't care about though. more Avengers. I don't care about that. I, I wasn't excited for 16 when they what, first showed it. What about Guardians of the Galaxy? I also don't know that I care about that. What about uh, Life is Strange True Colors? I Relax. I know you don't care yeah. about Life is Strange. I, I've seen enough of that. So I don't. Like, it it feels like, even with the whole Ubisoft thing, Far Cry 6 was kind of my favorite game of the show so far, but 
I've been, we've been we seeing already that. saw that. We've yeah. been hey, seeing this and stuff. Guess what? Guess what? We're seeing it again at the Xbox show because they already came out and tweeted about it. It's like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> how much more can I see of this game? Yeah. I, I love it. It looks great. It looks awesome. But at some point, you just have to stop showing it to us. Either show it to us when it's almost coming out. Mm-hmm. But don't just keep showing us the same game every week. Like, hey, here's Far Cry 6 again. Here's Far yeah. Cry 6 again. No, it's just time to see some Far Cry 6. Like, all right, fam. We've seen enough of Far Cry 6. Just give us the game <laughs> or stop showing it to us till it's ready. And yeah. like I said. Um, yeah. I'm with you. I'm not. There's nothing that's excited me so far. The thing that I'm probably most excited about, honestly, is the possibility of a, a new 2D Metroid. That'd be That's awesome. what I want to yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, it's just... I'm going into the Xbox thing with uh, zero expectations or um, anything that's going to wow me. So if they show anything that gets me excited, that'll be a win. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for. I'm, I'm putting all my chips in on Microsoft, knocking it out the park. Yeah. I hope they do. I really, I I really do hope they do. I, I would love for them to just complete completely kill it because not only is that going to be good for gamers it's going to put some pressure on playstation so if they can have a b plus a tier show i'll be very very happy even if they don't show anything that i care about yeah like like i said they could microsoft just go out there and just show us halo looking good and that would be awesome like hey here's halo it looks it looks amazing and people are like yeah yeah because that's when they kind of like at this point we need like I'll be way more excited for Halo Infinite looking great than I ever would be for Avatar. You <laughs> and this damn Avatar. You I have so Avatar. much. If you got hate in your heart, let it out. No, yeah, I hate no, Avatar. Avatar is garbage. dumb. I agree with Delvin. I hate right. you both. Avatar is <laughs> a great movie. It's a great movie. I enjoy it doesn't, very much. Doesn't need five sequels, though. I, what does? Nothing needs five sequels, but Fast we do it. Anyway. Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. <laughs> Fast and Furious didn't need didn't need any sequels. Yes, it yes, didn't yes, need yes, any. No. Yes, yes, it did. Sequels. And you know what? You know what? We're getting twelve. So hell yeah. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't need a single sequel. No, it, at it all. didn't. Especially it after two, it was awful. Two, oh, was, two was like, oh my god, the worst hey. fucking movie ever. It's so bad. We hungry. <laughs> To his no, it's 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 when Paul Walker says "cuz" that kills me. <laughs> I'm like, no, hey, you know what? Being from LA and knowing Crips and hearing people say "cuz" and then hearing him say, I just also also like I know that the, <sighs> that the second Fast and Furious movie is bad, but I love it. Like like I love them all. They're so like just stupid. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Dumb. Uh. Okay, well, we're getting off the rails here, which means this is a good time to wrap this up. Yep. So that's going to do it for episode 87 of the PlayStation Experience. We hope you guys enjoyed yourself. Please feel free to holler at us. Give us a follow over on them Twitters at PlayStation XP. Stop by our blog at psvg.blog or our Discord at psvg.blog Discord and join us in all our shenanigans there. Don't forget, we're going to be live on our Twitch channel pretty much all week for E3 stuff. We've got the Xbox show coming up next. We're going to have a live reaction from The Empire, who will also be joined by Nathan. And then they're going to record their episode right afterwards. So just stick around PSVG for all your E3 stuff. We've got it covered. Um, 
And also, like, we just want to invite you to join us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash PSVG. If you like our content here for $3 a month, you get so much more stuff. And with that, I'd like to thank our patrons at the producer level, Mr. Michael Masick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Rude Days 93, Ben Moxham, Rob Emanuel, Nick Fall Harbor, Paul Calico, Kyle Heyman, Grouchy Surge, myself, Josh Barbone, RJ Kern, Horse Grill 69, Zachary Adams, and Joseph Wilson. Thank you guys all for joining us on this journey that is PSVG, because without you, we'll still be here, but uh, we won't be as great. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your patronage. And with that, other people know where they can find you, Haley. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at ShepardZarell. Uh, you can find me on your gaming platform of choice at HaleyZarell. Again, if you're going to add me, please send me a message, just so I know who you are. Um uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Uh Again, got to nail down a schedule for getting back into it regularly. Um, probably after training, which, you know, I'm probably not making affiliate this year, but that's fine. Um, and then <laughs> if you want to follow my shenanigans over on Tumblr, it's com. So. All right. And Delvin, where can the people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Delvin underscore Cox and check out Delvin Cox Experience anywhere you get podcasts. I will say this. July 1st, I have a huge guest. Oh. If you like the 80s Transformers movie, you will love this guest. Sir, don't play on my emotions. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Interesting. Hey, I am intrigued. Hey Delvin, yes. when do you get when do you get Michael Rosenbaum? I don't know. Probably when I want to. <laughs> I was gonna say, right? <laughs> you probably get him with that, right? <laughs> yeah, I talk to his sister a lot, so That's why exactly. I asked. Yeah. I never asked her. So I'm like Yeah. You can find me at Dad Ninja Dev pretty much everywhere. Feel free to uh Add me on all your 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 places of choice. I don't care. Uh, let me like 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 Haley. Let me know who you are because I'm not just going to add no randoms because ain't nobody got time for that. And with that, long live play. PlayStation.